Welcome back to the Pick 199 podcast, episode 45. I'm here with Muzzy. Hey. Coxie. Hey. Uh, Snakeo. Hey, everyone. And we have a special guest this week. We've got journalist Jeremy Nash joining us this week. Thanks for having me, boys. No worries. Well, without further ado, let's get stuck straight into it. We had the NRL preliminary finals on the weekend, and we had the Seagulls 42 over the Roosters 6. Boys. Moving on. Uh, there was another good game. We should talk about it. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that next. No, we'll get, look. We'll get the harsh one out of the way. Seagulls are flat track bullies. We all know it. Uh, oh, I, I didn't realize that you talked to Ryan Girdler, mate. Yeah, I did. I did. I thought he had some really good points. Um, <laughs> no, nah, like, mainly do run up a score really quick once they get my minute going. Um, and the Roosters just ran out of fatigue. We just, Tommy was just too good early and <clears throat> Eddie can't well, think, do everything by himself. I think you, um, with Tommy, you always know when he has a game like that, you know, the week before against Melbourne there where they just shut him down. Um, yeah. he just, he's one of those players where you know he's just going to come back far and he has one of those weeks and he just comes back and he, he's like, we all and know like, what he's like. And to the defense of like Drew Hutchison and, and Lockie Lamb and that, our kicking game just wasn't good enough to take him out of the game. Like, we just gave him such easy ball, middle of the mm. field, he could just do whatever he wanted. Mm. So, but our, just our kicking game wasn't up to it. And, it's the same result we've had all year against top four teams. So we, we go really good against everyone below us um, and we get our ass absolutely handed to us by everyone above us. So it's what's happened all year. Um, it's a disappointing way for the season to end, but I think with all the injuries and everything that's happened for the Roosters this year and the people we've got coming back next year, um, the club's in a better position now than we were at the start of the season. That depth has just gone through the roof. So I think I think for a lot of fan like neutral fans though too, we we're, we were waiting for this basically the levy to break on the roosters though too in terms of yeah. the amount of points being scored because they've done so well the last few weeks to just sort of hang in hang in there and um <clears throat> like they got the win last week against the Titans, like in a close one, but like we could just see that there was like there was something about to break and it was gonna be like between whichever team they played, it was going to be tough to win against. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and think then, you know, as a Roosters fan, like I, I didn't really expect us to come out winning, especially after the way we played against the Titans the week before. Mm. Um, yeah. But you know, in saying that, I was hoping it was going to be a bit closer than what it was, because um, that was not a fun game to watch. In all fairness, I thought we were really competitive through stages, just like. Manly just had like runs of time where they just mm. scored at will. Like, but the Roosters' defense, even though you look at the score line, it probably doesn't show you how good defensively the Roosters were there at times. Mm. Um, we just got broke open in, in sections of play and we really didn't execute well. Possession mm. was poor and our end of our kicks at the end of sets was were poor too. So, yeah, it, it, for a team like Manly, the run-up scores really quick. It um, it's a recipe for disaster if you're gonna play like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was always going to be tough knowing that like seventy percent of your starting side was on the on the sidelines too. And yeah. um, look, we can talk about how courageous they are, but Benny Matthews will be spewing if we talk about the Roosters anymore. 
This stuff, Benny Matthews. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, that's a great result for, for Manly too, though, to sort of run up that kind of a scoreline, especially the way they, you know, were beaten by Melbourne. Um, we yeah, the last they've got the easiest run now. Tommy Turbo too. They took Tommy off yeah, with yeah. 15 minutes to go, so. And they've yeah. got a, like, of all the games this weekend, that's the one you'd want. You'd want South. Like, you don't mm. want to be on the other side of the draw, so. Um, yep. Seagulls, I reckon, they're, at the moment, they're in the box seat because I reckon Penrith and the Melbourne could beat each other up, but yeah, we'll just see Still, that's happens. it. No, very good. Well, let's move on to Saturday night's absolute barnstorm of a game. We had the Panthers 8 over the Eels 6. Now, for our listeners, Jeremy, you are a big, big Panthers fan. <laughs> how much How much were you bricking it on Saturday night? Yeah, like... I, I didn't enjoy one second of it, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> it was it was just brutal. Um, it's hands down one of the most brutal games I can remember watching um, in recent years. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and um, just it was a bit of an old school clash. Like, particularly this year where we've seen so many high-scoring matches, yeah. so many blowouts. It was actually really nice and refreshing to see a good old school defensive battle. Mm. Um, and particularly that second half, both teams had so many chances and just continued to get, um, you know, pushed away. So unbelievable game. Unfortunately, Martin, you know, a bit of controversy at the end, but um, mm. it was, yeah, just yeah, like, so obviously stressful as a fan, but you got, yeah, admire the effort of both teams. It was just mm. awesome. So... Well, like like you said, like anyone could have scored at any time, really. Like it, that's that's how close it was in terms of like the competitiveness. And I think I, I was talking to some of the other guys in a group chat, saying that the intensity of this game may have been one of the best games of the whole year. Mm. Yeah, like it was just like I can't believe how how close it was for the whole game. Like, yeah, I just thought at one point someone was just going to break. Yeah. Like it just seemed like if someone scores one more try or something, it they was could win twenty to six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I think I think yeah. for the Parramatta team, this is what we thought they were going to be this year, yeah. and this is what we spoke about them being this year, where they get up for these big games. But mm. like we had them as giant slayers because they could beat any of the top teams. But mm. it was those, I think those those little cracks came out to play again from when they play against lower end teams. And they just seem to let off the pedal a little bit. Mm. And I think this game is much better for them and for their future. Mm. Yeah. I think this final series has been the best for one person. I think one person's got the most out of it so far, and that's Mitchell Moses. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, we talked about him before this game. And I said since Origin, he's had a broken back, and he's come back from that, and then had a mammoth game event against Melbourne. He was really good last week against Newcastle. But he was really good again. His kicking game kept them in this a lot. Um, especially with his ability to kick out of his own end and sort of turn Penrith back around. Um, mm. If he was playing for the Roosters, that scoreline would have been completely different because, like, that kicking game was mm. was the difference. I think for him going into next year is a massive piece of the puzzle for Parramatta because he's going to be better for longer. Um, yeah. And I think he's really got a lot of confidence now against those top teams. From, from his experience in origin, from games like this, the game against Melbourne. But they beat Melbourne twice this year. Mm. Like, they've only lost three games a year, two of them mm. in the Parramatta. 
So it proves that they've got the ability to do it. And I think the ability, I think people like Mitch Moses, they're the ones that are going to be the the difference makers who Parramatta are going to win a comp. Well, really, and like like we said earlier too, like uh, like Mitch Moses coming out of that Origin experience, so too just gave him that just gave him that big game experience too, like in terms of controlling the game at a different tempo as well. So you could almost say like the intensity of that game on the weekend was almost like an Origin game, considering how quick the game was moving. Mm. So who's the, who's the Parramatta five eight? What's his name again? Dylan Brown. Brown. Dylan Brown. He comes under a lot of, he gets a lot of criticism. But I thought on the weekend, especially defensively, he does a really good job. And he's like 22. Mm. So, like, he's super young. He Defensively, he's got his game down pat. I think that partnership, that halves combo, that could be really good in the future if they can keep them together. I know Canberra is very similar. If they keep them together, I think they're going to be really good. It's very similar in a sense, though, too, compared to, like, Parramatta. Like, you've got the controlling halfback with, like, Cleary and like Moses, and then you've yeah. got the running 5'8 in Dylan Brown and Jerome Luai. So, yeah. Brown um, just needs to run the ball more. Yeah. Um, well, so did, so but did defensively, weekend, so. Yeah. But defensively, I thought he was outstanding. And for me, that's where you build your game. You always build it from defence up. And if he's got that, then I think he's going to be good. So. Mm. Yeah. What kind of pieces do you think the Eels need to, or might need to look at adding just to step it up for next year, do you think? I think they need a centre. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I also think losing Reed Barney to injury was yeah. huge for him. Um, he's such an important piece for him. Um, so losing him at the back end of the season um, has had a yeah. bigger effect than people realise. Um, Ray, Ray Stone was terrible at the end there. He was well, there was there's three, three knock-ons that he did, like, well, two knock-ons and then the, that flat ball into Junior Paulo that, Mm. Bounce off his chest. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I was surprised. I was surprised right. I was surprised that they didn't move Will Smith into the dummy half role. Um, the fact that he was out there playing and then he was just sort of playing like in the center a bit. Yeah. But, well, they got him back on after race, so he dropped those few balls. But then he didn't go into Yeah, but he didn't no, go into it that. It didn't yeah. make sense. Like yeah. they got him on the field, but then he didn't do the job. Like it was mm. it was bizarre. And he did a good job in the first half, Will Smith, when he was in there. So and you also have to think for the Eels, they lose Blake Ferguson next year too. Yeah, to but he also you gotta remember he was yeah. really good in the final series, but he wasn't in their starting team about four yeah. weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. The only reason he's in there is because Sammy got injured. Mm. So yeah. Oh, but Penrith, good. Penrith, it's going to be a bell for the game this weekend. So. Yeah, I I worry. Uh, number one, because it's Melbourne and they're just so good. Um, but number two, we we would have come out of that game on Saturday night bruised as, yeah. um, and a few injury concerns like kick out, couldn't finish the game. Uh, Mitch Kenny's probably out. Dylan Edwards, Ryan Toe still under an injury cloud. Mm. Um, so if some of those guys can't go. And, you know, Melbourne will be fresh, got the week off. We're coming off a physical encounter. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be very tough. It's going to be tough, uh, yeah. The only thing is that you always hear it swings in roundabouts every this time every year you hear it. Melbourne rested a lot of players the last week of the regular season. They go out then and have a really good but easy win against Manly. Like they weren't really physically tested. 
and then they've had another week off. So you do stress that they don't have the footy in the legs, but mm-hmm. they're a champion team with a champion coach, so you can't yeah. always be. Yeah. They'll be ready, but I think, there is you know, that doubt that they might be a little bit scratchy early and you might be able to take advantage. I think that's, the, other that's, yeah. for, the other thing for the Panthers, though, too, is like as, as much as they've been dominant during the regular season, like in the in the finals, like just those little 1% things that they usually do so well have just been a little bit off yeah. in, in the finals. Like we saw, we saw Burton last week sort of, not drop a couple, but like oh, like uh, run, overrun the ball, or like yeah. and then Billy Army kick out had a couple of blunders as well. But mm. those sort of things you need to tighten up for for finals yeah. to get through to the grand final. So yeah, I think the, the good thing for Penrith is that that was probably their best game in a in a few weeks. Mm. Yeah, and like I think there was starting to become a thing building about them. Like the worst game they played all last year was the grand final. Yeah, and they rock up week one and they get beat again by South, who they were expected to beat. Mm. I think it could have been very easy if they lose this game. It's bad news for Penrith mm. because be, you get all this extra stuff of like, ah, uh, do we need someone else other than Ivan? Because you need that someone to give you the next step and and all that. So mm. it was a big win for them, really mentally. I think more than anything else. Well, like I, I said the other night too, and they played, I was like, if Momorowski didn't pass that ball, I think he was going over the line anyway. Like yeah. for that for that try. But also like I, I don't think it could be understated how much they missed Toto in that game too. Yeah. Like the amount of meters that he runs just to alleviate a bit of pressure. Like mm. it may only be five meters or so each yeah. run, but that's five meters closer to half, the halfway line that mm. gets you out of trouble to get a good good kick away. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's too. Yeah, like he just the legs just keep pumping, and mm. especially off the back when they kick it down and he's carrying it for the first tackle, mm. and he, just with the energy he has, I think that's a big relief for some of the forwards when they're tracking back. And you got someone like Brian who's just you know running with such aggression mm. yeah, to get it back up there. So anyway, mm. I think it was good um, for like uh, Dylan Edwards as well. Like he had a shaky start, and like a, a, a Parramatta scored off that. But like as the game went on, he got a bit lot more comfortable. Yeah. So that'll that'll be good for him in the long run. Uh, that and that like high ball, I mean that was a, a awesome bomb um, yeah. that every all the fullbacks would have struggled with. But um, mm. yeah, I think that was his only blemish on the night. And Dylan Edwards, I think the whole season has just been so safe under the high ball. And when he's mm-hmm. not there, you really notice it. So yeah. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed he's... Yeah, I was reading early today that he's under a bit of an injury cloud, so fingers crossed because we do need him. Yeah, I think they've still got him at day-to-day, so... Yeah. What, what was the injury cloud that he's... Like, is it his ankle? Uh, I think it was his ankle. Yeah. He's had trouble with that the last couple of years, too. Yeah. But hopefully they, they're all good for next week. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Let's, let's move on to the, semi, the major semifinals that we've got this coming week. So we'll start off with the Rabbitohs and Seagulls. This this could go either way, mm. but yeah, I'm I'm not sh- like it's the easier run to the grand final, realistically. Mm. You, you don't, you don't know them. what you don't know what South team's going to turn up, and they've got the master mm. as their coach. So yeah, mm. um, <clears throat> expect something to, out there for Tommy or whatever. They've got a game plan. Um, I there's no I don't have a bone in my body that allows me to pick South. So, 
I hope they get beat by uh, 48 points. It'd be nice. Um, I thought they were your second favourite team. You can shove that as far up your ass <laughs> as you want. Um, it's only when Latrell's playing. Only when Latrell's playing. But yeah, so I'm going Manly. Just because I hate sales. Yeah, I don't. I think that week off would have done them a world of good. Mm. But that win for Manly, though, on the weekend, like having it that easy. I think it did them a lot of good too. Yeah. Mm. Could yeah. go either way. Mind you, you think the Bunnies would have to be, like their confidence would have to be huge as well. Yeah, well, after that win against Penrith. Like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought that, that win against us was one of their best games of the season. Yeah. Um, they, they just had us panicking. Um, yeah. and they just put the pressure on and so if they just do that again and focus on you know taking Turbo out of the game like Melbourne mm. did I'd, I'm tipping South I think South would do it I think it'd be yeah. really close but I think South will get up yeah and especially yeah, no, you know, Penrith surprised. sort of clapped South all year mm. and for them to, to sort of pull that off I think they've got a huge mental edge mm. um, I think it's a bit hard not to go South to be honest well if it allows like Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds to play their natural game too it's going to be a huge advantage for them. Like, regardless of how good Cherry Evans's form has been the last couple of weeks, I don't think he, at the minute, compares to Adam Reynolds in terms of kicking game. Cherry Evans, for me, I, I yeah, I don't think he's anywhere near as good as Reynolds at the minute. I think Reynolds is playing the best footy of his life. Mm. If oh, um, yeah, no. if South Sydney win this, but it does do one thing. It tells us that Latrell's all hype and he does absolutely nothing at the back that makes them better teams. So. <laughs> but Tommy you know what happens if they, if they lose, though? If they lose, though, they go, well, if they would have won if they had Latrell there. Yeah, I reckon they would have lost last week if they had Latrell there. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, very good. We'll, we'll move on to probably the biggest game of the round, uh, Storm up against Panthers. Bit of money for Penrith. Yeah, wow. Get on that. Good value. 13 yep. plus, I reckon. 13 plus. <laughs> yeah, easy. Gee. That's, that's uh, risky. Are you going to win a multi this week then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think for most people, this is probably the grand final, though. I think yeah. um, in terms of, of, of a show yeah. as well, I think this is probably what everyone wanted the year to end on two teams that have been in the most form and probably the best form all year. Mm. Um, yeah. We know that um, even though Penrith had that bit of a lull in between, it, it didn't it didn't really <clears throat> impact their game that much. I think that was this is definitely the the game. I think probably better than the grand final. I'd say. Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah, asked yeah, anyone two, two weeks ago, two and everyone's telling you that's the grand final right there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, it's been touted like that all year though, too. Uh, like. Mm. Yeah. And everyone was thinking that Penrith, oh, not last week, two weeks ago, Penrith were just going to roll through Rabbitohs without Latrell there. And yeah. I just don't know. I think, I think that week off for the Storm is just, it allows like Addo Carr to get, get better over that week. And it also allows Munster to recover as well. So yeah, it's going to be really tough. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be tough for Penrith to get up, um, if, if I'm being completely honest. I think. I think just, yeah, we sort of started to slowly find our feet, but since Origin, we've just been lacking that polish and that mm. just finishing touch that we were just perfect on through the first half, you know, first two months of the season. Mm. Um, so, 
Um, and yeah, just with, you know, with that match on Saturday night as well coming into this, um, I think we're, we're just going to have to start well. Um, yeah. If you let Melvin get out to an early lead, you're not going to chase him down. You know, and so we got to, yeah. we got to score early points and fast, I think, mm. put the pressure on them. It's almost like that chemistry has been affected, Jim, would you say? It just feels yeah, like a little since, bit. since that origin, like the probably game two of the origin series, that the chemistry has really been thrown out. I think, yeah, just having, yeah, obviously Lizzie plays to origin and then, you know, Cleary and Luai were injured for a bit. Like, you know, had a few little injuries here and there and just mm-hmm. haven't played enough together since then. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, yeah, I don't know, just been lacking that that polish um, that, yeah, we'll, we've been so good at for the last two years. But, you know, anything can happen. See how we go. Yeah, no, well, I think... Jim, I think normally the people on this podcast are a lot more one-eyed than that. But... <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd bring a, you know, a different, different touch to the, to the show, mate. Yeah. You're allowed to mix it up, mate, but yeah. yeah. Never... <laughs> <laughs> no, very good. Well, it's going to be a couple of cracking games for, for the game for the grand, to get into the grand final, my goodness. Very good. Well, let's jump across to the NFL. We've got our resident NFL expert in tonight. For this, for this very purpose, the sick of uh, Snake Eyes lack of knowledge in the NFL. So, <laughs> I thought we'd you get think a, it's bad for the credit. NFL, Jim. You should leave me talk about the EPL, mate. Holy <laughs> hell! <laughs> uh, so, so I guess we'll start with that. Who do you think will benefit the most this year, Jim? Into, or like who's sort of front runners? Uh, I think. Probably still Tampa Bay, to be honest. Um, Brady somehow still just looks like the best quarterback in football. Um, and, yeah, nice. um, yeah they, they kept their entire starting side on both offense and defense from last season. Um, they've started yeah, start the season on fire. Um, so, I think they're still the favorites. Um, so, yeah, honestly, it'll be interesting to see how Packers go tomorrow in tomorrow's game um, because obviously yeah they got um, yeah hammered by Most Saints last week yeah. um, so we'll just see if that was a little blip on the radar or if there are problems they can't do the lines and there are serious problems there um, yeah. so yeah I think Tab is still the favourites uh, Chiefs are going to be up there obviously um, and and Ravens as well Ravens had an awesome win against the Chiefs today um, so. Um, and I, yeah, I'll be bi- I'll be biased here for Snaker, but I do Please think the Rams or the Rams will be out there as well. Um, so <laughs> still working out a few kinks on defense, but through the first two games, Matthew Stafford has just lifted our offense to another level. Um, it's been yeah. awesome to watch, and that's what led us down last season. So um, if he's there, I think yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be in the hunt as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people did find it surprising that the Lions did let him go. Um, and did not try and sort of sum him up because, like, we know how lot hard it is, especially for those bottom end teams, to find a quarterback and actually protect them. Um, did did you did you feel like when he when he left um, that you were giving getting like an unfinished product, or did you think he was going to be what he is now? I I've always been a massive fan of Stafford. I just think he's yeah. been stuck in a shit situation at Detroit, yeah. um, and he's just never had any help. Mm. Um, you know. Um, 
They, yeah, I think they're, they're sort of making the right moves now. They've got a different front office now, which is starting to make some better moves. Um, but he just, yeah, I don't think he ever got any help at that franchise. So um, tough as an Ailes player. Um, I've always loved watching him. Uh, he can be a bit of a gunslinger, you know, can make some bad decisions at times. Um, but um, in the right situation, apparently with Sean McVay um, and all the offensive weapons we've got, I yeah. think, yeah, it's just taking him to another level. And a better, better, Rams, better running game sort of takes the stress off him as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the Rams probably yeah. needed that, Jeremy, in all fairness. Hey, they, just, they needed a bit of a gunslinger that's going to go and get them a win. Like, yeah. he's going to go after it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, our defense last season was number one. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just got really inconsistent play from Jared Goff. Um, and that's sort of what led us down in most games. Um, so the defense started off a little bit slow, but I haven't needed it to be perfect because, yeah, I think Stafford's just taken us to another level on offense. So it's been yeah. great to watch. I just love that when the draft come out, when we drafted Carson and you guys got golf, me and you were always having these sledging matches about who got yeah. the best draft pick. <laughs> and now they're both gone and we're like, oh, yeah. fuck, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's disappointing because, like, when Sean McVay came in, golf looked amazing. Yeah, for about two seasons, he looked really good. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know what happened over the last sort of two years, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long he lasts at the Lions. Um, they've got a couple of first round picks now to use, so um, yeah, whether they use that on a quarterback next year or the year after, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Do you think like that that trade that happened though will will allow Goff to sort of relax a bit though? In terms of, so it gives Stafford an opportunity to play for a big team, and then it also takes the pressure off Goff because he's in a not so great situation. He's not expected to do anything yeah. for the Lions. Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, well, he'll he'll be there. Like he'll probably be there starter for another year or two because um, Lions stuck with that big contract of his. Um, mm. So you know he's guaranteed a spot on that roster for the next two years at least. I think um, mm. so. Yeah, it's not a, not a great situation for him. I've, I've always believed that Goff isn't, you know, the type of quarterback that's going to lift a team on his own. He needs, he needs yeah. support around him. Um, yeah, and so he needs good protection. He struggles under pressure. Um, so, but it, look, he, a lot of it was in garbage time, but he made some, he was played all right in the game against 49ers last week, made some nice mm-hmm. plays. So, um, yeah, I hope he does well. I think it was a trade that was beneficial for both teams, honestly. Yeah. Um, we, we move on from Goff and I think Lions just needed a fresh start and Stafford needed a fresh start. So, mm. um, yeah, I think, it, I think it'll work out for both teams. Yeah, no, awesome. Who is your favourite of the rookie quarterbacks that have come in? So, we've got like Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Ooh. Baker uh, mm. Mayfield. <laughs> uh well i i um i play in a dynasty fantasy league um so for those aren't familiar it's not a redraft your team rolls over from season to season and this year's rookie draft i picked up mac jones um so i want him to do well but i think he's just a perfect fit at the patriots um so but I, I'm really excited to watch Trey Lance when he gets his proper ch- shot. Um, we just haven't seen much of him, but from you know his limited college tape, he's. Mm. I think I think he's going to be awesome, and he landed in a perfect situation at the 49ers. Um, so 
I think the others, it's probably going to take a little while. Like, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, but he's he's stuck Second on a really bad yeah, team. Um, and their Urban Meyer head coach, I think is just a loony. Um, so <laughs> he isn't going to help anyone. So, um, but he'll be good. Zach Wilson, I really like as well. But yeah, it's just, they're just on not great teams that are going to take a little while for them to um, work their way up. But um yeah, I think I, me personally, I think Trey Lance. When, once he gets his proper chance, I can't wait to watch him. I think he'll be really exciting. Well, hopefully, we can see him soon. So, mm. okay. Well, let's just run through some of the the results that happened this week. Obviously, we just talked about the Ravens and Chiefs game, oh. um, and the footage. Mental. I think the footage came out today of uh, Jim Harbour just asking uh, Lamar Jackson whether or not he wanted to go for it or not. Yeah, like that's just like. Yeah. That's when you know, like a coach and quarterback have got a good relationship too. And it was absolutely the right call. They had to, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, obviously Chiefs had no more timeouts, but um, you know, forty seconds left. All Mahomes needed to do was get him in field goal range. He's going to do that. Like he's he's just too good. So I think they had to. And when you yeah, when they like they ran the football so well that game. So mm. they only had to gain one yard. And um, but yeah, still ballsy, still yeah. ballsy. So. I think that's the problem with the Chiefs, though, too. Like, we've said it all along. They'll, they'll score a heap of points, but their defense also does let a heap of points in. And, like, it's been the yeah. same for them the yeah. last few years. Like, they might scrape out. Like, they're never really winning comfortably. Yeah. They're it's a like 35 the to 20 sort of yeah. team. They're always yeah. rather be mm. 35 yeah. to 20 than that. But to be fair, though, I think the Chiefs are pretty much going to win that game until, you know, the fumble came out. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think it was great sort of game management by the Chiefs to get the last possession and all that to do, like it looked like they were just coasting to get that that field goal. Um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously the fumble happened and it was great to see the Ravens sort of ice that. But I think, you know, the Chiefs, they had every right to finish that game off. Mm. It was yeah, just, you're right. I think Ravens just got really lucky there. And I think if Ravens really want to be, you know, like a title contender, I think they need to really polish off that part of their game is just managing the game clock and, and everything else like that to make sure they've got the last possession, especially when they need to have the last possession. Yeah, absolutely. Not very good. Well, let's move on to some of the other results. We had the Cowboys again winning winning this week, uh, 20 points to 17 over the Chargers. Good to see Dak Prescott back in the, in the Cowboys outfit. But also, like, uh, look, I don't know. that They've been a shambles for a few years too, so... <laughs> he's doing all right though for his first you know first two games yeah yeah he probably like last week he was brilliant but probably struggled a bit more today but um yeah no that was that was another good game and it, i just love seeing a, a game winning field goal particularly from 56 yards um <laughs> like that's an absolute bomb so um yeah that was great to watch that one we're good. Uh, we had the Titans getting the win over the Seahawks. I'm not sure many people would have seen this coming after the way Titans played last week. Hmm. Well, Seattle were up, I think it was 24 to nine, sort of midway through the third quarter, and then and then it was just Derrick Henry time. He they just took a... over. Um, you Dan can see it there. Must, Dan Quinn must be coaching them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, just I mean, look at those stats from Henry. Yeah, 41 touches, 237 right. yards, three touchdowns. God help anyone who was playing him in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> he was my captain. 
Uh, next game we had TB12 just absolutely destroying the Falcons. Um, we can we can move on from this one pretty quickly. Yeah, not the yeah, first five. time, is it, Roscoe? Yeah. Oh, mate. yeah, five five uh, touchdowns, zero interceptions, dude. Ah, uh, absolute monster game. Between between like Buccaneers have been our bogey team for I don't know how many years now, and then Brady just. Forever is like scarred. The, he's the also been your, he's also so, been your bogey for a while, hasn't he, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've just got the double whammy of like TV twelve on the Buccaneers just coming yeah. out and playing well. So and you guys sucking at the exact same time. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think um, Matt Ryan passed the the most amount of yards in the first fourteen. Is it first fourteen seasons or something? So it was some crazy stat that he had the most amount of yardage in terms of uh, passing, but uh, that doesn't mean anything unless you win. So, yeah, this is we'll school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we had the Cardinals getting over the Vikings uh, ever so slightly. Cardinals have started out pretty strong this year. I don't think we expected the the Vikings to score that many points though. Considering how well Cardinals played last week, Vikings should have won this one. Mm. Um, they missed missed a field goal at the end from thirty six or thirty seven yards out. Um, pretty much, it should be a guinea. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Cardinals looking good. Kyle Murray, I think, is probably the MVP favorite over the first two weeks. Mm. Um, and yeah, they look. They shouldn't have won, but they're still looking. They're looking very good. Yeah. Out of the out of the younger quarterbacks, he seems to be developing the quickest and sort of the most under the radar. Um, I think all the attention's on everyone else and him just being in Arizona, no one really cares. So his development is just skyrocketing, I think. Well, I think he's as good a runner as Lamar Jackson, but yeah. he's a he's a far better passer as well. So yeah. um some of the throws the way he can get out of trouble, like he, the way he avoids sacks is just ridiculous. So yeah. Mm. Um, he's exciting to watch for sure. Mm. I think we sort of saw a, like a few games last year. I think the Cardinals did like show that sort of uh, form that they're in at the minute, but like it just was never developed into like a like a consistent sort of winning regime. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, moving on, Panthers <clears throat> twenty six over the New Orleans Saints seven. I'm not sure. Like, I didn't see this one coming. Not at no. all. Not at all. No. It's already been so much disparity between week one and week two results. Yeah. So it's yeah, exactly. just, yeah, like you think <clears throat> you sort of get a bit of an idea, but um, now nah, Penn's got something good. Sam Donald's just enjoying a fresh start. Yeah. Um, so I think it was, I mean, yeah, it was going to be interesting. It was always going to get better once he got away from Adam Gaze, but, um, yeah. but no, he's, he's been playing very well. No, very good. Uh, Browns, 31 over the Texans, 21. Cleveland are looking pretty good. They are. I mean, they had, yeah, they had well, that close game last week that they lost, but this was looking a lot better for them this yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a bit surprised by Texans. Like, they, they gave it to the Browns this morning as well. Um, mm. It wasn't easy for them. Um, so, but no, Browns are just too strong. they got a good defense in that running game. You know, Bacon Mayfield doesn't have to do much. They just they just pound the football and it works for them. Yeah. Uh, 
Chicago Bears, 20 over the Bengals, 17. Andy Dalton getting the, the win over his former club. Never thought I'd hear of Andy Dalton getting a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially in the Chicago Bears outfit. Uh, if they were going to beat anyone, but it's probably the Bengals. So. Yeah, well, he did get injured. He did get injured about half, uh, sort of around half time, I think. So Justin Fields actually came in. Um, oh well, there you go. Yes, <laughs> yeah, struggled, really struggled a little bit, but um, so does yeah. Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I think yeah, Bengals came back late. I think they scored two touchdowns in the last sort of five or six minutes, but just mm. left it too late, unfortunately. Yeah. No, very good. Uh, Raiders, 26 over. Your Steelers, Muzzy, 17. Yes. Yeah. Old uh, Ben Roethlisberger, mate, showing up his uh, 50-year-old self, mate. You know, <laughs> got the big knees out. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll tell you what, Raiders Raiders look decent this year. Um, and they look, they look good week, week week one too. So mm. not taking anything away from him. Steelers, we... <laughs> We know who we are. We'd, we're we're going to finish like two games outside of getting getting a wild card spot or something like that. Or even if we make the wild card spot, we're going to get absolutely thrashed. It's just it's, it's not going to change in the Ben Roethlisberger. Like, we didn't uh, get to talk about it last week, but how good was the atmosphere at the Raiders' first game in uh, Vegas? Yeah, it was sensational. Like the whole hype, the DJ, like it was um, it was seriously cool. Derek Carr had an absolute beast of a game too, three hundred and fifty plus pass yards. Like that's that's mm. a lot. Yeah. For for anyone, for, for any sort of game, three hundred and fifty plus. Yeah. No, very good. Uh Jim, LA Rams, twenty seven over the Colts, twenty-four. We made it hard on ourselves, Mr. <laughs> um, but good to see we could grind out a win. You know, we had it easy against the Bears last week. Um, so few mishaps. Defense still got some issues. There was an awful touchdown we gave up off a botched punt. Um, but good to see. You know, we we went yeah we went down in the last quarter and um, we were able to um, yeah staff was able to lead us a touchdown drive late to to seal it for us. And um, so good to see when it doesn't all go perfect that we can still grind out a win. I think that's um, a sign of a good team. Mm. Very good. Ah, Snake 49 <laughs> 17 over the Philadelphia Eagles 11. That win, that win streak lasted long, Snake <laughs> Yeah, well, mate, it was the biggest win streak I think we're going to have all year. So um, it'll still be good enough for us to finish top of the conference. Um, <laughs> in all fairness, but like this 49 has been looking pretty good of late. And I'm, I'm happy with how close, especially our defense. Like our defense played really well there. Keep it as tight as they did. Obviously, our offense is going to have the issues that we've got, but I don't know, mate. For a team that was as bad as we were last year, I don't think that's the worst performance and the worst result we could have asked for. So right. happy, happy with the result, even though you'd always like to win. Yeah. But our conference is that shit, it won't matter. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 NFC East, mate, it's a joke. Uh, Absolutely. Yes, you should try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, mate. I'm st- we're stuck in the NFC West where everyone's undefeated so far. Uh, yeah. Oh, not yeah. the Seahawks anymore, but yeah. Oh, they're still a pretty handy team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, definitely more deserving than the bloody Philadelphia Eagles to get through. <laughs> <laughs> uh very good. Well, Bills bounce back pretty pretty strongly too against the Dolphins, uh, 35-0. I mean, 
we sort of, I, I expected the Bills to sort of bounce back after that good finals run that they had last year to start off strong. But I mean, you, you drop a game here, here or there, but yeah. good to see them bounce back with a strong win. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Tua went down early in this one as well, um, mm. which obviously doesn't help. No. Um, so, but uh, yeah, obviously you got Josh Allen and that lethal offense, but it was a defense which surprisingly stood up in a big way today. So that'll be good for them going forward. Mm. Absolutely. They're still a real dark horse for me this year. I think the Bills can really upset some people, especially mm. if the defense can fire up and, and start stopping some teams because their offense was never an issue. Mm-hmm. So they always just need a little bit of help from the defensive end. And I know that they did it without their number one quarterback, but it'd be nice to do it more regularly. Their mm. defense stand up like that. I who's think the, they could really challenge. Yeah, who's the backup for Ty to a lot? Uh, it was uh, Jacoby Brissett came in, who's, uh, you know, started a full season. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think Tua looks good in week one, I thought. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, he seems to be taking some strides yeah. forward. So it was a loss for him. Yeah. I think Tua is definitely their, their future anyway. I don't, mm. I don't know necessarily if he's. If he's their best quarterback at the moment, but I think he's definitely he's, he's he's the future. So they they want him to play as many games as he can now. Hmm. So hopefully he's back soon. Absolutely. Uh, we had the Broncos over the Jaguars, uh, and for Jacksonville they tie the longest streak uh, of losses since Detroit in two thousand seven to two thousand nine. What a record! Not ideal, <laughs> especially so... for for an up and coming. Imagine back like Trevor Lawrence too. So. Imagine being Lawrence and you're like you've been told since you were in high school that you're the best thing to ever play the game, and then all of a sudden you get drafted by the Jaguars. You just go, I'm going to go and play. Yeah, soccer. thanks, mate. He's, yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> has. I think yeah, it's probably been a bit of a struggle for him. He's made some throws where you go, okay, that's why he's the number one overall pick. But he yeah. has made some head scratches as well. Um, yeah. But I, I, the main thing with Jaguars I'm confused about is you got running back James Robinson, who had an unbelievable season as an undrafted um, rookie last mm. year, and they're just not they're not giving him the ball, um, yeah. which I just don't understand. So it, you get that running game going, it takes so much pressure off Lawrence. Uh, yeah. It makes no sense to me. But but they've they've notoriously been bad at handling their quarterbacks. And yes. handling how to how to set him up in good situations, like mm. from Blake Bortles to you know the plethora of quarterbacks that they've had. Like I, th- I feel like it's a really bad situation for for Lawrence, and he's got to get find a way to get out of there. I think, otherwise, it's he, he doesn't want to end up like the rest of those blokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say once his rookie contracts up, a lot of a lot of teams will probably be after him too. Well, hopefully, he's a little bit more. F- polished by then otherwise yeah. there's not going to be a lot of teams yeah. that want him with a yeah. lot of quarterback classes coming through now there's a lot of high quality talent True. And, he's, and if he's not polished enough for him to leave he's, he's going to be hard to find yeah. starting run. I, I think like, I've got yeah I've got no worries about Lawrence he'll be fine yeah. um, but he's too talented mm-hmm. not to succeed in the NFL yeah. um, but like yeah, you can't ex- like not everyone can do what Justin Herbert did last year and just come straight in and just yeah. light it up yeah. from day one. So yeah. um yeah. No, very good. Uh Patriots twenty five over the Jets six. I mean, I don't think we expected anything from the Jets. It was, yeah. Rough, rough game for Zach Wilson this one. Yeah. Um 
I think he yeah, threw two picks in a row, three and four passes or something like that. I think it was. So, um, yeah, rough one for him. But um, I think, yeah, Jet, they've got a good coach. I think the Jets will be all right. I really like Robert Saleh as their head coach. And, um, yeah, there's just going to be some growing pains. Yeah. We're still in that rebuilding phase. Absolutely, yeah. Coxie D. We had the Washington football oh, team over the Giants. I'll tell you what, you know, as a um, as a Giants fan, we don't really expect much this year. But I, you know what, we do expect to win over the Washington football team. I was about to say, you've <laughs> not been expecting much for the past four years. Oh. You see, you want to beat you want to beat the team that doesn't have a name. Well, that's it. <laughs> Look, they they um, bombed it in this one. They did. Um, there were some promising signs. I'll, you know. Danny James was, or Danny Jones, I should say, was sort of running the ball um, a bit, which was good. You can see he's got a running game, so those legs can move. Um, he's going he's to do everything to the Giants. There was, just, there was a fumble there to the receiver, like he had it. He just, it was a great pass, and he just had to catch it, and it was a touchdown. Um, but look, anyway, I think we're in the, heading in the right direction for a first round pick, so I'll take that. <laughs> and we'll go through that. I was about to say, we'll it. It. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's games like this that make me feel really confident as an Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah, you're going to top the conference there, mate. Yeah, I'm top it, top two, but top two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't get over. Giants had this one, and then that offsides penalty off their field goal attempts. Gave him another chance and Washington sealed it. Um, didn't deserve to win it. And oh, well, the bit, I think, tanking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst part was you waste, um, wasted one of the rare good games from Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like he played really well. And he played, he played really win. well. I just hope and you're only getting that. two of them a year. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we cashed it at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> we cashed it in against the Washington football team. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm very still good. couldn't win. <laughs> and we've got the Lions and Packers to play tomorrow morning. Um, surely the Packers are better. Sure, than they surely were last the week. Packers bounce back. Yeah, you would hope. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think last week was just a bad start. But if if they can't if they can't take care of the Lions, then yeah, there's gonna be, mm. I think there's problems there. But I I don't expect anything less than a big win for them tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Are you surprised that Rogers has stuck around? Like there was, like I feel as though every off season we've had, it's Rogers doesn't want to come yeah. back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. I think this will be his last season. I mean, I probably said that at times last year, <laughs> last year <laughs> as well. But um, yeah, I can sort of see. I think because Devonta Adams is off contract at the end of this season as well, so yeah, they might just do it as their last year are and move on. Yeah. Um, so, but you never know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, that's it. Well, that's our wrap-up of the NFL Week 2. Um, and before you go, Jen, we've we just got the grand final for the AFL coming up. Who is mm. your hit? I don't know. I This one's so hard to pick. Um, I think, like, I think if, you know, if I'm tipping, I'm going Melbourne. Um, yeah. I think they've been the best and most consistent team all year. Yeah. Um, but... Dogs are finding some good form at the right time as well. And that um, confidence is sky high at the minute too. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a perler. Um, yeah. I can't wait for it. And um, there's just so much talent across um, 
yeah, across both teams. And, you know, you got Bontepelli, McRae, Bailey Smith versus Petrarca, Clayton yeah. Oliver, Max Gorn in the middle, which is just going to be awesome to watch. And, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised that Melbourne are that, that far ahead in the, in the, uh, the odds. Um, yeah, no. But, um, yeah, I think I think I'm keeping Melbourne, but I think it'll be yeah, it could go either way. Close, uh, yeah. Well, no one expected the Bulldogs to go and do what they did to Port Adelaide. No, no one thought it was gonna do, that was gonna happen. Everyone's like the dogs have got a few people out, they're gonna really struggle. And they come out and put out one of the most just dominant displays of the season. Mm. Um, but both prelims for were exactly the same. They come out and both had absolute thrashing wins. So they come from Good solid wins they both had, and they have two weeks off and recover. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be sensational. I'm going the D's purely on the story. I think um, yeah, the story yeah. behind them winning. I think sports all about it's about stories. So I think it's also like just good to see like two teams that haven't necessarily been strong in the past couple of years. I know Bulldogs won the premiership a few years ago, but yeah, like just to see them back up there. Like being strong, but also like Melbourne. Like, how long was it since they played finals? They didn't play finals last year, did they? No, it was like played a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah, um, but like they only I scraped in that time, yeah. They? Well, I think back in 2018 they made the prelim, um, yeah. but um, yeah, you know, it's been a while since they've been touted for any kind of this kind of success, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it. Should be a cracker, but you know, these are probably favourites. But in saying that, Melbourne uh, Bulldogs did beat them. Um, I think it was back in round 18 or round 19. Can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure they'll take plenty of confidence out of that. But yeah, and the club do, and the Bulldogs can remember people. winning. Yeah, the Bulldogs can remember winning premierships. No one from the D's can. So <laughs> yeah. it's um, one team knows what success tastes like, and the other one doesn't. So. <laughs> That could that could play an impact. Let's see what happens. That's it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of uh, the Pick One Ninety Nine podcast. Uh, Jim, where can people find you and your articles? Uh, so, if you there, it is perfect. If you look up the point after um, on Facebook. Um, yeah, facebook.com slash the point after Oz. Um, so should be sort of hopefully one to two articles a week, just doing some weekly wraps, major talking points and um, yeah, anything else um, I feel like talking about. So um, yeah, if you're interested, check it out. Um, yeah. Your main, your main um, focus is the NFL on, on these articles? This, this will just be NFL, yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully do a few Aussie stories as well. Um, you know, we've got some Aussies making a name and headlined by Jordan Malata, who's just signed a big contract, which is awesome to see. Um, so he had one of the best blocks I've ever seen in, in last was, week's game. It was so um, good. It, <laughs> it was just so unbelievable. So, I watched it on repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been a cracking start to the season. Uh, these first two weeks have been awesome. So, um, yeah, hopefully it continues. No, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Jim. Wrap it up there. Thanks, mate. For, for episode 45 Thanks, of the Pick 199 podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming. Thanks.